Welcome to Deeper, a podcast by Wollongong Baptist Church. Join us as we take the plunge and dive deeper into the Word of God as recorded in the Bible. Here, we'll unpack and examine further the Bible talks presented on Sundays across our three English-speaking services. To hear the latest sermon, head to our website at wollongongbaptist.org. Today, we'll be thinking through the most recent instalment of our series on the Gospel of Luke as our pastors answer questions that arose from this week's talk. So, let's get right into it and dive deeper. Well, good morning everybody and thank you so much for joining us. I am Grace Jones. And with me this morning is Ken Davies. Ken, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, this week in our series on the Gospel of Luke, um, you spoke from Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through to 28. Um, can you just run us through a brief summary of what that talk was about? Sure, Ken. Uh, so it's the story of Jesus healing a man or casting out a demon from a, a man who was mute. Uh, and then the responses of the crowd to Jesus, Jesus correcting their misunderstandings and making claims about himself. So I, I structured the talk around the question, uh, who is Jesus? And then looking at what our response to him needs to be. Right. Um, so obviously you just mentioned that the talk uh, involves demons, Jesus casting out um, a demon. That... Um, is quite unusual i guess to us in the west in particular where we're not very uh, familiar with or um i guess we don't give a lot of thought to the spiritual world in general um i guess just to get us started uh is the demonic world something that's still active now um and if it is how should we respond to that yeah it's a it's a very controversial question and obviously depending on uh which circles you're hanging out with uh, will depend on how you talk about this. Mm. Uh, but even within Christian, uh, different Christian organizations or different backgrounds, different denominations, there'll be different beliefs on this. Mm. Uh, some people will be really focused on demons. And as I said in the talk, uh, blaming them for all the bad things that takes place. Uh, if anything goes wrong in our life, well, it's a consequence of Satan being at work in our life. Mm. Um, it's not a very helpful way of understanding, I don't think, um, the Bible and, and the way things are. I, I have no doubts that the demonic uh, realm is still very real and still very active. It may be less, um, uh, what, what's the word, uh, less promoted in the West. Mm. So where we lived over in Thailand, it was just a common topic of conversation and there was no, right. no questions at all about its reality. Yeah, right. Uh, and so to come back to the West, I think uh, along C.S. Lewis's talk, uh, he, he wrote a book uh, and, a, and an older demon's talking to a younger demon about how we should try and trick the world and, and the idea of hiding us away, hiding demons away, is actually the best way to get the West off their track, that they are mm. actually still active, still leading people astray from God, uh, and yet we we kind of dis, de, dismiss them as if they're not real. Yeah, I guess like in the West we kind of almost, um, I think of Satan as a bit of a joke. It's just something that you dress up as to go to a party, or yeah. we we sort of laugh at it, I guess, Yeah, yeah. and don't take it seriously. 
And, and part of that's because of the art, the, the whole little red man with the, the pointy the horns, horns and the fork yeah. tail uh, holding his pitchfork. Uh, it's just laughable. Um, but the art's hidden the reality behind that. Uh, and, and the Bible will talk in a number of different places, different terminology uh, and different illustrations of how Satan uh, sometimes he is dark and, and bad. Other times he... he uh, hides himself as an angel of light and he's actually mm-hmm. something incredibly beautiful uh, he, he's able to change himself and his and the way that he presents himself to people uh, in order to deceive them right so how do we go about navigating um, the spiritual world in terms of I guess the evil forces yeah yeah um, I, I think that the encouragement coming out of this passage is that the demonic is nothing to be afraid of uh, it, it can be something very scary and certainly the, the horror movies will play that yeah. up. Um, people are hesitating about should they be involved in Halloween. That can sometimes come out of a fear yeah. of the danger of the demonic. Yeah. Um, when if, if you've seen movies where demonics, uh, where, where demons are, are presented, it's always something incredibly scary. Mm. Uh, and so it can be a natural reaction for people to just be afraid of uh, the demonic, but here it's very clear that the demon just uh, submits to Jesus straight away. There is no, there's no fight put up. There's no argumentation that mm-hmm. Jesus is stronger. There's no questions about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and so this, so the the encouragement that has to come out of this passage is that if we're on Jesus' side, if we've submitted to Him as Lord, and that we're actually on His team, then there's nothing for us to fear because. We're, we're already on the stronger man's team. And, mm. and so he's cast the stronger the strong man out and he now is the stronger man. Mm, yeah, that's really helpful. I think, um, yeah, just that thought of like the demonic world is a real thing. It's something that we should take seriously. It's not something that we should be laughing at. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, um, it's no rival to Jesus. Um, so on Sunday, you talked about um, there being two teams we're either on Jesus' team or we're on Satan's team, um, and there's no fence sitting. The the fence is owned by Satan, um, so there's no kind of neutral territory. You're either with Jesus or you're not. Um, what do we do? I actually really like that analogy. I thought that was really helpful. But what do we do um, when we know that we're on Jesus' team, but it feels very much like we're trying to, like Satan's trying to recruit us mm. back onto his team? Yeah, it's a. It, uh, I I hope it is a helpful illustration. Um, obviously, the t- the team terminology uh, we're more familiar with these two uh, fighting it out football teams. Uh, the reality is, is the language used in the Bible is there's two competing kingdoms, two uh, clashing kingdoms. Mm. Um, and yet, the the reality is, is if um, if Adam and Eve have sinned, and as a result, all humans are born with sin, um, then we actually start off on Satan's team. Uh, and so if mm. we've joined Jesus' team, then we're actually traitors from his team uh, and he's not going to let us go easily. Uh, a good friend of mine came to visit us when we were in Thailand and he was down in Bangkok uh, having a shower in his hotel room. Uh, he heard some voices out in the, in the other part of the hotel room uh, so he turned off the shower, put his towel around him, called out and said, I'll be out in a minute. The voice continued to speak uh, in English, uh, spoke quite loudly and quite deeply. And it, it became clear that, that this voice was saying, 
these people are mine. There's nothing you can do to take them away from me. And so he, he was a bit perplexed. This is a bit strange what's going on here. He called out, thought it might have been the cleaner. Uh, but there was nobody, as he came out of the bathroom, it was clear that there was no one in the room. And yet there was still a voice talking. Mm. And this voice is just repeating, these people are mine. There's nothing you can do to take them away from me. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and so I, I believe it was a demon that was there in the room with him. Uh, and his response to it was not to be afraid, uh, not to be scared or to run. Uh, he actually just started Christ, uh, singing some Christian songs and, uh, and the presence yeah. left. Uh, and so I think that the, the encouragement coming out of this passage very clearly is that if we are on Jesus' team, then even though Satan is strong, Jesus is clearly much stronger. And so there's nothing to be afraid of. If Jesus is the strongest man, then no matter how strong Satan is, no matter how powerful his demons are, then there's nothing that should uh, cause alarm to us um, because we're on the winning side. Hmm. So um, I guess that means, though, that, um, yeah, you sort of mentioned that Satan will come after us a bit harder now that we have been, we've switched teams, we've, we've gone back to Jesus side. Um, how do we, I guess without, we're not without being scared of Satan, mm. but just, I guess being aware that he is, um, still going to fight for us, yeah. still going to be trying to, um, tempt us and, um, I don't know, feed us lies that we might be, um, we might be tempted to listen to that will kind of pull us away from Jesus team. Do you have any, um, any tips or any any things to kind of keep in mind when we're feeling like Satan is um, is trying to lure us away? Yeah, I th- I think the reality is is that for everybody who's a Christian, um, there is still sin in our lives. There are things that are that we're doing that we know are not appropriate as members of Jesus' team, uh, and so Satan can very often use that kind of behaviour. Uh, to accuse us, to point out to us the reality that, hey, you're still playing on my side. You actually haven't switched teams at all. Mm. Uh, and so there can be that, that element of guilt um, that mm. because I'm doing wrong things, because I'm tempted, because I uh, actually feel like it's a, uh, an enjoyable thing to go and get involved in sin, that therefore that that means, well, I haven't really switched teams yet. Maybe I'm mm. still on Satan's team. Uh, Satan, the, the name Satan actually means accuser and, and that is his chief weapon is mm. to continually accuse us of things that we've done wrong, pointing out to us our sin, pointing out to us that we're not worthy. Mm. Uh, and the reality is, is that what he's saying is in, in one sense very true. The reality yeah. is, is none of us are worthy. And yet we've got to respond to Satan very clearly by saying, yeah, I may not be worthy, but Jesus has died in my place and therefore I have um, membership of mm. his kingdom. I've joined his team. And so there's nothing that you can do to take me away from that. Mm. Uh, and and there's, a, there's a, a number of people have said that we've got to be very careful when we recognize sin. Satan will try to make us feel guilty, which will make us run from God. If the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin what we'll do is we'll realize how bad that is and we'll run to Jesus. Mm, And so as he's accusing us, as he's pointing out these things, is it making us turn away from Jesus or is it making us turn to Jesus? Mm. 
And so then we can identify then, is this the Holy Spirit speaking to me uh, and, and convicting me of things that do need to change? Mm. Or is it just Satan trying to have a go at me? Yeah, no, that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Um, I guess sort of connected to that, but also a bit separate are those of us who um, would say that we're on Jesus' team, um, but are actually just really passive in our Christian lives. Um, perhaps we... Um, yeah, maybe I'm sort of sitting on the sidelines. I suppose mm-hmm. we've got the we've got the team jersey on, mm-hmm. but we're not actually participating in what it is to be a member of the team. Um, do you have any, um, I guess, insight for those of us who are struggling with that? What um, maybe we can't even identify it in ourselves, but there might be some symptoms or something that kind of can clue us into. Um, I guess we're just kind of being on Jesus team by association almost rather than like actively um, pursuing Christ and, and following after him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, again, this, this, this picture of the, the football Jersey. Um, I still remember seeing Wendell Saylor, a Brisbane Broncos player. Uh, you see him on the TV and they're just, he's, he was, he was relatively a small player, <laughs> but then seeing him in person, he was enormous and so if I'm wearing a jersey of the football team, well, I'm not really anything like one of the football players because mm. I'm only a little skinny guy. <laughs> um, and so I think that a lot of us can have this concept of, yeah, I'm a Christian. I say I'm a Christian. I know all the lingo, mm. but I'm not, not actually involved in it. And I think that Jesus has a couple of very strong warnings in the passage for us. Um, I'm just working out where the verse is. Um, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Uh, it's mm. certainly not a concept that's a, of a passive uh, assent to what Jesus has taught. It's mm. not just agreeing with, oh yeah, Jesus, you've got really good logic. I like your, I like your teaching. Mm. Uh, it's not saying, oh well, I'm, I'm aligning myself with that and I agree with it. It's saying if you don't gather then you're scattering. If you're not for me, you're against me. Mm. Uh, and so there's no, there's no opportunity there to just sit back and, and not be involved. And yet I think, again, this can come back to this idea of guilt that Satan will try to make us guilty. Oh, well, if I'm not up the front and preaching, if I'm not part of the music team, if I'm not on a, a ministry that's up front, mm. well, then I'm not really a Christian. Well, clearly, clearly uh, God's in control of bringing us into his kingdom. Uh, and he's the one who gifts us. Mm. Um, and he talks a lot uh, throughout the, the, especially the New Testament, about the whole idea of body, um, that there's different members of the body and we've all got different roles to yeah, play, yeah. different giftings. Yeah. Um, and so we shouldn't be just looking at the upfront roles and thinking, oh, that's what a Christian is. A Christian is somebody who's on Jesus' team. And therefore that could um, be doing something up front at church, but it might not be. Uh, and so don't assume that being active as a Christian means that you're doing something up front on Sunday night. Mm. It actually means more importantly that you're doing something that shows you're a member of Jesus team throughout the week. Uh, and so you can actually, it's much easier to put on a show for an hour and a half on Sunday night yes. than it actually is to be a Christian throughout the week as you interact with your family, as you spend time with your friends who are not on Jesus team and are wanting to do other things that are not appropriate for Jesus team members yeah, yeah. Uh, to actually stand up against that and say, no, I don't want to be involved in that because I follow Jesus. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's really helpful. I think that's really helpful. Um, you talk a little bit, um, you, you mentioned on Sunday this idea too of, um, I guess there's a, a bit of a tension between not being complacent mm. on Jesus' team, um, but also not being, I guess, really self-made on Jesus' team, not being yeah. self-reliant. There's this tension between um, an active decision daily to be following Jesus yeah. and, I guess, a more passive reliance on the Spirit to mm-hmm. um, be at work in us. How do you? Um, how can we go about, I guess, sitting in that in that tension where mm. we are saved by grace, it is the work of Christ, and mm-hmm. um, he is he has recruited us onto his team, he will keep us there, he will make us more and more like him, and us actually um, really taking Jesus' commands there seriously, like being an active participant in gathering rather than scattering or yeah, yeah. Um, yeah how do we kind of live in that tension? Yeah, it's a it's a great question because I think we've got such a good focus on grace. We recognise that we don't have the right to be a member of the team. We recognise that we were playing on the opposition and therefore we certainly didn't deserve our spot in the team. Uh, and so we we're we're grateful for grace that that mm. God's given us membership in the team, even though we didn't deserve it. Mm. But then it's natural for us to then think, oh well. Okay, well, I, there's nothing that I can do to join the team. So therefore, there's nothing that I've got to do to stay on the team either. Mm. Um, and yet Jesus is clearly saying uh, that the, the final verse that I spent a fair bit of time talking about, uh, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Um, it's not enough just to hear Jesus teaching and say, okay, well, I'm on his team because I agree with him rather than the people that are opposed to him. Clearly, Jesus has an expectation here of us uh, to not just give mental assent to what he's saying, um, not just to like it, but to actually live it out. Mm. And so there's a, there's a really, um, there, there is a strong requirement here of Jesus that it's insufficient to just know what to do. You have to actually be doing it, mm. uh, which is not about... Uh, we're doing things in order to be saved, right. but rather we've already been saved. And because we've been saved, because we've been given membership of the team, we'll start playing as one of the team members. I didn't recruit you to the team and make you the fullback so that you just <laughs> sit back and watch while everybody else does the work. Yeah, You've actually been given a job. Right. Uh, and so play as the fullback. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that that can be the, the Christian response can be, oh, well, I'm saved. So therefore, there's nothing for me to do. No, you were saved and given something to mm. do. Uh, and so make the most of it. Mm. Um, it can be really tricky because you can then again uh, be taught, pulled back into the guilt feeling. Oh, well, I was given a job to do. I met somebody up the street and I could have responded by loving him as my neighbor and I didn't. Mm. Oh, now I've done the wrong thing. I'm not really playing for the team. Mm. Um, again, what does it do? Does it drive you away from Jesus or does it drive you towards Jesus? Okay, mm. as a team member, maybe you have let the team down and you haven't been doing things that you should have been doing, opportunities that you were given to to make a good play. Yeah. Um, but don't 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 then just beat yourself beat yourself up or regret it. Actually acknowledge it and say, "Look, Jesus, I let you down. Mm. Um, please give me more opportunities so that I can keep playing on your side." Mm. 
That's really helpful. That's really helpful. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Ken. Um, if you have not yet heard the talk, then you can um, hear a replay of that at BullangongBaptist.org. Um, thanks so much for joining us today. No worries. Thanks very much for having me. You have been listening to Deeper by Wollongong Baptist Church. We'd love you to join us at any of our services this coming Sunday. For details and to hear further content, please head to our website at wollongongbaptist.org.